2: The you
3: Hello, Hello. Joe. Susie. Can we wait to the liners um, before I turn on the theme?
2: Yeah.
4: yeah. Ed. Hey, Joe. See, I, the point about the protester having the fur around her neck, whether it was fake or not, yeah, is hypocritical. It's, it's. I would make an analogy that's just be no different than a guest lecturer in the A.A. meeting standing up there in a six pack of duels Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I get did. you. All right. Thank you. Yep. Uh, uh, here's, here's a little advice from offsite correspondent Downing the next time you're cornered by a vegan who gives you this BS. Yeah, let's hear it because they're out. off correspondent Downing has some deep thoughts. Some may not eat meat because they think it is better for their health. That's their choice. Some may not eat meat because of religious reasons. That's their choice. Yeah. But what of these anti-meat protesters who demand that others should not eat meat on moral grounds? Short of your own personal religious beliefs, how is it immoral or unethical to eat meat? Here's how I see it, he writes. Most people in the U.S. belong to one of two camps. One, they believe God created the animals for our use. He even instructed us instructed us to use them as sacrifices. Two, they believe there is no God. We've all randomly evolved, guided by survival of the fittest. So you got okay. one of the two camps. One or the other. Under number one, then, by definition, eating meat is, if not godly, at least definitely not immoral. Under, under number two, what could be immoral about it? If we don't have souls, then certainly the animals don't. And then isn't it almost our duty to our own species to exploit weaker species to ensure our own survival? So how can these protesters tell others that it is morally or ethically wrong to eat meat? Here, 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 here. Uh, Harumph, harumph. Harumph. This was all over the news today and all over other radio shows. And uh, uh, a new human organ has been discovered mm. yesterday.
3: I don't like the road that this is going down. Why? A new human
2: organ? You don't know where I'm taking you.
3: Where are you taking me? You're taking me into scariness.
2: Quite possibly the biggest organ in the body. <laughs> No, that's they're been getting, discovered. Getting better. It's called the... I don't know You're, you're going to have to leave. Uh, take a couple days. I feel like I need a break. It's called the interstitium. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Interstitium? I'm going to say interstitium. Mm. Uh, and medics Dr. David Carlock and Dr. Petros Benius came across it while examining a patient's bile duct, searching for signs of cancer. They discovered... That basically, uh, there are cavities that do not match any previously known human anatomy. And, and it's all uh, like a shock absorber under, under the skin. And it's large. Okay. Just a minute here. The team found the organ acts as a highway of moving fluid beneath the top layer of skin and the digestive tract, urinary and lung systems, and surrounds the arteries and veins. Uh, this discovery was shared. We discovered a new human uh, organ. The submucose of the visceral organs and whole dermis. Uh, uh, in some, we describe the anatomy and histology of a previously unrecognized, unreported, macroscopic fluid-filled space within and between tissues—a hmm. novel expansion and contraction concept of the human interstitium. A lot of big words uh i can't get over one of the doctors said just how big this discovery is it's uh, like finding the edges of exaggeration i'd love to have been a fly on the file cabinet when i can't read what i the printer cut out of me let me ask you something okay. ask away check this out break it down and this is for all the people in liberal lakes changing their light bulbs and Euphorians and Mysterians and People Diversityville who cling to the mistaken belief that there's some sort of scientific consensus that man is ruining the planet. A, there is no scientific consensus, and B, if you are honest with yourselves, what you really mean is Americans. Check this out. You mean to tell me that you would accept that there's some scientific consensus about Uh, Kansas is going to be oceanfront in a hundred years when doctors who've been studying the human body, which they can touch and know and dissect Mm -hmm. and understand, have been touching the human body for thousands of years. Only yesterday came up with a new organ they didn't know was there. (laughs) That's a link. Yeah, that doesn't work, does it? How, How can you possibly be so naive to be fooled by the political movement that has you convinced that you are somehow at fault for changing the climate. Three points. A, the climates always change and always will. Right. B, there is no consensus. What was C?
3: Uh, C, do Lieutenant Dan no. have
2: legs in real life.
3: B, there is no consensus. Uh, what was C?
2: Ocean front. No, now, my point being. Here we go. You can't touch the climate and you can't. You can't dissect it, and you can't it's not physical. look at it under a microscope. Right. And, but doctors can do that with a human body, and doctors are, uh, to a large extent, scientists, are they not? Uh, yes. And they're reporting the discovery of a new organ in 2018? But so you're going to buy the BS that people are going to tell you they know what the temperature is going to be 100 years from now? which is utter B as in BS as in S for the in the first place, who cares what the temperature is going to be a hundred years from now, whatever the temperature is going to be a hundred years from now is what the temperature is supposed to be. That's that's what it's going to be. If you, if you throw that back at someone, uh,
3: they really have nothing to, to bounce back with. They found a new organ in 2018. That's science. That's research. Sitting
2: beneath the surface of the skin, spanning the entire human body, is the interstitium, uh, a layer of interconnected, fluid-filled spaces. Interconnected, fluid-filled spaces. I'm looking at my hand. You know what I'm picturing? What? Those those packing... Uh, Oh, the uh, bubbles! Yes, I'm picturing uh, the the packing bubbles that when you step on them, they pop and make a great noise. Yeah, I'm picturing that beneath our skin is a is a layer of the packing bubbles. How could they not have known this? Hmm. I don't how, know. How could all all these these not have been known? I don't
3: know. Through all the dissections and all the science that's out there, that's a, a great question.
2: But the great the ray of hope that comes from this. Is that the researchers believe this can explain why cancer is more likely prevalent as it reaches certain areas of the body? Mm. So this will probably go a long way to helping uh, uh, advance the understanding and curing of cancer. Right,
3: and that's a I guess that that
2: can only not I guess that can only be a good thing. But keep that one in mind, and next time you're cornered, you got to push back. Next time you're cornered at the cocktail party by some person who wants to give you the lecture on why your SUV is ruining the world, you you, you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, check this out. Yeah,
3: let me point this out to
2: you. You mean to tell me Mm -hmm. you're buying this Al Gore nonsense. Are you aware that doctors just, uh, the week of March whatever this week is what is the week a week of march 25th the uh, do you do you realize that the week of march 25th doctors have just discovered uh what they're calling a new organ possibly the largest organ in the human body they just now discovered that but you're willing to you're willing to tell me you know what the temperature is going to be 100 years from now uh rubbish hogwash 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 it's hogwash it's just it's just rubbish isn't it
3: rubbish well it is because that that uh, <laughs> Um, what you have there again, based on fact versus myth or fiction, you got to back it up
4: <laughs> you know back it on up y'all know shall Quentin? um isn't it the height of hubris to believe that you know everything Yes, yes. you know um in, in other words um you know the, the smartest people know that they don't know it all there you go. And, and unfortunately there's this impression that they've already found out everything there is to know. And, uh, for example, not very long ago, they found a new knee ligament. How many times have people's knees been torn apart and dissected and, but they found a, um, well there's the anterior and posterior, and I don't remember the, the exact name, but there's like a medial cruciate ligament All right. they discovered that, that uh, not everybody has. But that's one of the reasons why certain people can survive the knee surgeries and can go longer with with other ligaments being bad when they have an extra ligament that they didn't know they had. All
2: right.
4: And so there's a difference between not understanding how things interact, like what chemicals do what and how certain organs react to certain things, and then not know they physically exist.
2: You know, um, Quentin. The other way I'd put it is, uh, if you're set in your ways and believe you know what the temperature is going to be a hundred years from now, you absolutely are not a curious person. You're not willing to learn.
4: And, and on top of that,
2: you will find any data to support your conclusion. Right, and, and, and it's out and there. You can find it. But there's not, no. By no means is there a consensus. By no means whatsoever. And not
4: be open to the fact that there's uh, um, either misinformation and or incorrect. Uh, uh, thought process that's in place and, and they were wait, we were wrong about that.
2: I believe you. Thank you. Uh, who's on line one? Eric is on line Will one. you tell uh, Eric? We'll get to him as soon as we return. One,
1: two, three! It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Sucherey. Hi, Eric. Hi, Joe. You're
4: on the you're air. You talking about vegetarians and uh, vegans earlier. I like to tell them I'm a second-degree vegetarian. You ought to wear I a special color belt. With, pardon me? I only eat the animals that were vegetarian.
2: <laughs> I get it. But you, you missed my question when you said you're second-degree vegetarian. I was wondering if you had to wear a special color belt.
4: Uh, only on Tuesdays when it's... Uh, second degree vegetarian awareness day right. thank okay. you for bringing uh you know vision to our cause thank you have a great day good luck thank you
3: Hey, i always say to the vegetarians hey animals can run plants can't
2: and the faster an animal can run in theory the better it's it is for it because it's lean hmm.
3: i don't think i've heard of that before
2: a Planned Parenthood branch in Pennsylvania has called for the Walt Disney Company to create an animated princess who has had an abortion.
3: I don't think that's necessary or needed. <sighs>
2: Planned Parenthood Keystone, a branch of the health service provider based in Trexeltown, Pennsylvania, tweeted that we need a Disney princess who's had an abortion. We need a Disney princess who's pro-choice. We need a Disney princess who's an undocumented immigrant. We need a Disney princess who's actually a union worker. We need a Disney princess who's trans. So many points here. I, I just don't know where to begin. Uh, point number one. Uh, a princess uh, in the disney sense of the word is merely a, a a delightful childhood fantasy that has nothing to do with unions or transsexualism or abortion it just uh,
3: wow this is uh,
2: just as a little girl might want to get a wand and pretend she's a princess that's all it is just that simple that's all it is mm-hmm. and two uh, planned parenthood was uh, Though, while they did not, I'll read you the paragraph because I looked it up. Because I had read that Planned Parenthood was a sponsor of the march for uh, the march of the kids on Washington. Uh, yes. Uh,
3: it seems like even for Planned Parenthood, this would be a little too. Um, uh, you know, they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't want this to be a, a
2: princess. I'll I'll get to it. Okay. Uh, 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 while it was while the Planned Parenthood did not uh, uh, support directly uh, giving money to the march they gave money to Giffords name for Gabriel Giffords Mm -hmm. Uh, so in a sense they were a sponsor uh, and they apparently don't understand their own hypocrisy nor do the kids who marched nor did all the liberal celebrities it pretty much played out the way I predicted it would The tweet's construction riffed on a recently popular Twitter meme that imagines new animated princesses with traits serious and not serious. The nonprofit Internet Archive's Wayback Machine, which archives snapshots of sites across the web, showed it stored six captures of the tweet on Tuesday. Planned Parenthood's national office confirmed the tweet and its deletion in an email to USA Today. Today, we joined an ongoing Twitter conversation about the kinds of princesses people want to see in an attempt to make a point about the importance of telling stories that challenge stigma and championing stories that too often don't get told, said Melissa Reed, Planned Parenthood's president and CEO. Upon reflection, we decided that the seriousness of the point we were trying to make was not appropriate for the subject matter or context, and we removed the tweet. (laughs) The tweet triggered a slew of feedback online from users relying, uh, replying to a now vanished post. Some took screenshots of the tweet before its deletion. Disney princes are for children, and these are, are and these are adult issues. Well, I, I guess I was saying that. Uh, and here again, this is the far out crap that that got Trump elected. you you could fall back on that dynamic, and this is why Trump got elected. <laughs> That's right, because we're sick of this. Word I can't say. Yes,
3: we're, you know, and we're working on pushing back, even if it's just a a nudge.
2: The para- Planned Parenthood Keystone account, which has 950 followers, had previously posted popular meme formats refitted. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, in, in any event, I didn't know. Is there maybe there's some movement afoot uh, to convince the Disney Corporation that we need new princesses? uh like up like an updated barbie style i don't i, I wasn't aware of that princes are uh, uh, but uh, the, the mystery the mystery among the other things the mystery would undo is delight uh, among the uh among the uh, aspects the mystery would uh wipe from the face of the earth is joy is joy mm. joy and delight and it, i, I I don't think it's unreasonable to say why why should Planned Parenthood be concerned about children? I mean, they've they've pretty much established that they're not. Uh, and then I'll get emails from people say they do a lot of good work. Yeah, they, yeah what's they, going on? they probably do.
3: But uh I think sleeping beauty has been the same for years. Uh Cinderella, although she's not a princess, um, you know, the same. Well, you know
2: what you are. You're just a misogynist. I'm just, I'm old, huh? You're just, a, you're just an insensitive lout who has no respect for women in the Me Too movement. And
3: How, what percentage, if the, if there was a, uh, a, a doll that was transgender or something like that, what, the art, the, the reason you sell dolls is to make money and sell a bunch of dolls. I wonder what the market uh, demand would be for that type. Probably not very high. Uh, we have a make a move, Joe. This is what caught my eye. This is at Highway 36 and Lexington, and it looks like this is the eastbound lane that is completely shut down. The westbound lane is uh, got a Gawker slowdown. It uh, now it's probably that's probably Hamlin because it's one bridge over. If you look at Channel 22, what direction? Well, eastbound. What what direction is the traffic moving slowly? Westbound lanes are moving slowly. Eastbound lanes are closed. All right. Make a move, huh? Yes.
2: Uh, We'll be back in a moment, but now thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business and these guys know their business, believe me. These guys and women know their business. Here's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now.
1: I don't recall. Did you guys discuss this? It was like maybe one or two months ago where some people were accusing the handsome prince of sexual assault for kissing Snow White yes. while she was asleep. Yes, I recall yeah, that. Uh, that came without, without her consent. That's yeah, okay. right. Uh, I've got the solution here to these late-session sell-offs we keep seeing on Wall Street. Uh, It's very simple. I think we need to close the market an hour early. Uh, every day because the last hour seems to be killing us lately stocks have gone from positive to negative in the last 40 minutes right now the dow jones industrial average which was up 200 points this morning is down 20. the nasdaq composite down 55 points and the s p 500 is down six pending home sales rose a slightly better than expected 3.1 percent in february the national association of realtors tracks real estate transactions in which a contract has been signed but the deal hasn't closed. The NAR's pending sales index had fallen to a more than three-year low in January before bouncing back last month. Dozens of iPhone owners are taking Apple to court over its recent disclosure that it slowed down old iPhones to preserve their battery life. At least 60 separate lawsuits have been filed since December, accusing Apple of slowing older phones to spur people to buy new ones. The lawsuits were filed after Apple said that its software update's reduce the performance of older phone models the lawsuit seek an unspecified monetary award as and free battery replacements i'm bruce vale with your money now on 1500 espn all right thank you very much mr vale we'll talk to you hopefully this last hour is not going to
3: send us over the edge eh? well,
1: we'll see maybe we can turn things around we'll see
3: all right if anybody can do it i know you can uh, garage logic will continue
4: Garage, logic segment number
0: eight. Oh, baby. I'm proud. Here's John Knight in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy, 51 degrees now. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Wolves are at home tonight. They'll play Atlanta at the Target Center. The Twins open the Major League Baseball season tomorrow in Baltimore. They have five on the road before they come back home for the home opener next Thursday. NCAA men's basketball Final Four kicks off in San Antonio on Friday. Headed that way are members of the Minneapolis Final Four organizing committee to learn what they can before the big event arrives in Minneapolis next year. Kate Mortensen, president and CEO of the 2019 Minneapolis Final Four local organizing committee, says the goal on the San Antonio trip will be to divide and conquer. By embedding with local police and taking part in associated tournament events, planning for the event comes shortly after Minneapolis hosted the 2018 Super Bowl. Mortensen says the final four will be different in part because a lot of the events will take place closer to the stadium. The semifinals are Saturday, though, not Friday. Yes, uh, correct. Yes. Did I say Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my fault. It's uh, like five and seven thirty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, news notes from today. <laughs> Minnesota Department of Transportation reports Highway 23 is closed west of Painesville uh, due to a serious crash. Two people in a minivan were airlifted to a hospital Mm. following a serious injury crash involving a semi-trailer truck. On Highway 23 east of Painesville, according to the State Patrol, minivan driver apparently crossed the center line near 263rd Avenue. An oncoming semi tried to swerve out of the way but ended up hitting the minivan. Lieutenant Tiffany Nielsen of the State Patrol said it was an offset hit, not head-on. The minivan's driver and passenger in the rear flown to North Memorial Medical Center in Robbinsdale. No word on their conditions. A good ending to a story we had yesterday. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension issued a missing re- person's report. Remember, we talked about it. For, yep. For, uh, it was mom and dad, right? Uh, yeah, for a couple that was last seen in Savage on Monday. Uh, within a few hours after we talked about it, the alert was canceled as the couple was found and were safe with family. No details, though. It's okay. You how don't they need were, it. How they were found. Uh, if you missed it, it was 88-year-old Edward Elroy Johnson and 83-year-old Carol Elizabeth Johnson last seen Monday in Savage where they were lost. Though they were given directions, the pair never returned to their Princeton residence, according to authorities.
5: You know, uh, over the past weekend, I had dealt with my first of three different silver alerts that were issued in the down there. Or, yeah.
3: I haven't yeah. experienced those yet.
5: Man, they—it it was every—it seemed like every three hours we had a new one. We lost Dad. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa took off in the Bill Cadillac. Bill went to
3: Publix, and he hasn't come back since. <laughs> 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 Maybe he just lost in the uh, produce aisle.
0: A federal judge is allowing the state of Maryland and the District of Columbia to partially proceed with a lawsuit accusing the president of accepting unconstitutional gifts from foreign interests. U.S. District Judge Peter Macidi ruled today that the two jurisdictions have legal standing to proceed in their lawsuit against President Trump, but only with respect to his involvement with Trump International Hotel in Washington. The judge agreed with the Justice Department to dismiss other sections of the lawsuit targeting possible gifts to the president from Trump organization properties outside of Washington. The two jurisdictions accused the president of violating the Emoluments Clause of the Constitution. That clause bans the president and other federal officials from accepting gifts from foreign governments. You know, that's a good point, Rook. What if, you know, Grandpa just took off? He wanted to take
5: his time. He needed some time away from uh, (laughs) Ruth. Yeah. From Grandma. You know, yeah. I don't want to go back. Right.
0: (laughs) Arizona's Republican governor repeatedly encouraged Uber's controversial experiment with autonomous cars in the state, enabling a secret testing program for self-driving vehicles with limited oversight from any experts. That, according to hundreds of emails obtained by The Guardian. The previously unseen emails between Uber and the office of Governor Doug Ducey reveal how Uber began quietly testing self-driving cars in Phoenix back in August of 2016 without informing the public. Uh, Ten days after one of Uber's self-driving vehicles killed a pedestrian in a Phoenix suburb, Ducey suspended the company's right to operate autonomous cars on public roads in Arizona. It was a major about-face for the governor, who has spent years embracing the Silicon Valley startup. Uber's behind-the-scenes efforts to court the governor and the governor's apparent willingness to satisfy the company is made clear in the emails, which were sent between 2007 and 2015, obtained by The Guardian through a public records request. They reveal how Uber offered workspace for Ducey's staff in San Francisco, praised the governor lavishly, and promised to bring money and jobs to his state. Ducey, meanwhile, helped Uber deal with other officials in Arizona, issued decrees that were friendly to the company, tweeted out in advertisement at the company's request and uh, even according to the emails uh, seems to have been open to wearing an uber t-shirt at an official event 49 year old lane hersberg was struck by an uber owned volvo when it was in self-driving mode on march 19th in arizona So breaking news on the west coast five people have been hit by a car in san francisco in a hit and run incident that left four victims with what police are calling life-threatening injuries Police spokeswoman Giselle Lenaine said the incident happened at around 1025 this morning in the city's Dogpatch neighborhood. The driver of the vehicle got into a physical altercation with five people and hit all five with the car, according to police. A witness said it was a dispute between the driver of a van and four or five people on the street, which led to the driver getting out of his van, chasing after the people with an axe. The witness said the people were able to disarm the man, take the axe away and chase him back to his van where he then got back in the vehicle and drove onto the sidewalk into the group at high speed. The driver fled the scene, the five victims taken to the hospital. One witness told a local CBS station the incident may have been a how a turf discussion ended. Officials held a press briefing to say it was an isolated incident. They say the public is not at any risk. Members of Minnesota's congressional delegation say they'll try to figure out a solution for Liberians in the state after the Trump administration extended immigration protections for only one year. The White House says the Deferred Enforced Departure Program that has been in place since 2007 will end next March. A memo signed by President Trump says conditions in that country have improved, so the program is no longer needed. Minnesota is one of the biggest Liberian populations in the country. Senator Amy Klobuchar and the administration uh, says the administration move was the wrong decision. She and Representative Eric Paulson said they'll spend the year trying to come up with a more permanent solution. It's not clear how many Liberians would be affected uh, affected in Minnesota.
2: I was five or six paragraphs into that story before I realized it was not librarians) <laughs> Why? Because John didn't articulate it? because no, you heard when I was it, reading when it when you read it. Oh, oh
3: yeah. okay. Oh, I see. Librarians. Mm-hmm. I needed my glasses. Yeah. Kind of like li- <laughs> librarians. Yes. Liber. Liberian. Liberian. That's from Liberia. Right. You ever been to Liberia? It's no. like Siberia with an L. No, I've never been there. Okay. <laughs> Very similar. Similar, but an S and an L are different. Yes, they are. Yes.
5: Like you're something out of luck.
3: Something out of luck.
2: Like you're a librarian.
3: Yeah, like if you can't find a librarian (laughs) and you're trying to find Liberia on the map.
0: Right. Netflix is being criticized by an anti-smoking group. For the amount of smoking scenes in its original programming, of that's course. too bad. Oh, yeah. The Truth Initiative is a U.S.-based nonprofit. Oh, oh, oh I bet they're a blast! <laughs> nonprofit organization who say they are dedicated to making tobacco use a thing of the past. Their website claims they have helped bring teen cigarette use down from 23 percent in 2000 to less than six percent in 2018. What are they called, Johnny? The Truth Mission. The Truth Initiative. That's it. I'm going to look them
3: up. While you're looking them up, and John, if I may interrupt. Uh, how about the top two or three smoking scenes of all time in movies? Do anything come to mind where the cigarette really um played an excellent part in the
0: scene? All the all the old come to mind. All the old noir movies and Casablanca. Yeah. Okay. Everything with Bogart, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh. Well, the one I keep referencing, North by Northwest, where. A big part of the plot is he, his initials on his book of matches that he ends up giving to... Uh,
5: you know what? As a matter of fact, you're right, because there was a movie I'm uh, familiar with in which the cigarette was a prominent piece in the Dearborn hijacking. They were taking no cigarettes uh, by comment trailer, comment. semi-trailer, from one end That's of the I'm state like this. to the S- other, and S- I
0: believe <laughs> that was the product that they were moving with cigarettes. Ooh. The group conducted a study into Netflix's original <laughs> very series. It's
3: difficult to keep my mouth
0: shut. Well, that has to, you do, you're doing really well, though. You it have the Highest instant, instances. Marlboros, they had camels, they had all sorts of Smoking on TV. Uh, the uh, series, as they most point to, Stranger Things had the most smoking incidents with 182. The Walking Dead, which is uh, shown on AMC, came in second on the list with 94. Well, nobody examples. tops the Royals in The Crown. My God. A lot of smoke. Oh, yeah, you, you couldn't breathe. You yeah. could just
2: feel it. it Federal just...
5: tax stamps, I believe, played a role in the Dearborn Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
3: Dave
0: Dahl <coming> up. <laughs> Steady or slowly fall the rest of today. Uh, late this evening, they're going to go on to about 26 with decreasing clouds. Tomorrow, cloudy and still cool, 42 for the high. And rain and snow developing on Friday. It looks like it'll start out as a mixture, but turn over to mainly snow by Friday night late. That's going to continue into early Saturday morning. We could get a couple of inches on some of the grassy areas. I think roads staying mainly wet with temperatures down uh, just above the freezing point. They will slip a little bit below the freezing point, though, Friday night. So that could be a problem for some travelers there. But over the weekend, then Sunday, uh, it dries out, but it stays cool. Partly cloudy skies on Easter, high then of 36. Next week, we climb back into the lower 40s by Wednesday. Right now, we're at 50, Joe, and I have the records for the day. March
2: twenty-eighth. Seventy-eight on this date. Seventy-eight in nineteen forty-six. In nineteen forty six. One below zero. One below in nineteen twenty-three. In nineteen twenty-three. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. This song is called Stay a While. Get this email we just got. What do you got? Hello, I'm a composer from Berlin, Germany, and I would like to submit my new release, Stay a While, to Garage Logic. It would be wonderful if you had a few minutes. This is a direct link to the EPK. What's EPK mean? Uh, that's what we're playing, obviously, is the EPK. Oh, it's, right. so it's a file type. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you and all the best. Ruttward von Dornburg. Oh, that's what. From Berlin. We got somebody in Berlin who's a, a, a composer, sends me something. I'm going to play it. I like it. Release date. It April sounds ni- berlin Yeah, April 19th, 2018.
3: Hasn't even been released yet.
2: Well, it's in the, here, this a is minute. breaking news. Wait
3: a well, minute! It's not embargoed. If if it just... hasn't
2: been released. Can we play it? Well, this is his. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, to, I suppose. It. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds. Uh, it reminds me of Berlin. It's very Berlin. It, it does sound Berlin esque. Not well, Berlin esque. Berlin Techno, uh, techno, techno uh, beat yeah. thing here. Thank you, Retward, for listening in Berlin. That's fantastic. What's that's his connection? Toward... Thank just,
5: you. He just, the listener, he just emailed he's me he's out of the blue
2: with the Berlin address and the whole deal. Okay. Retward von Dornberg. Retward von Dornberg. He wanted to stay a while. mutter lighten the tank stand Isn't it funny that I was talking about Berlin earlier with the Philip Kerr books? Oh, Maybe that's, that's what motivated him to send them.
3: That's cool, because I was about to play Riding on the Metro.
2: What? Uh, by Berlin. It's okay. You don't have to. No. Uh, I've got a vacation plan for you and your family, and you need to take it as soon as possible. Okay. Are you still watching the traffic?
3: Yeah, I just want to see if it was closed. It's it's still closed. The eastbound lanes of 36 are closed. Westbound lanes are crawling. This is in the Lexington Avenue Hamlin Snelling area. Mm-hmm. Eastbound 36 uh,
2: shut down. I've got something for both of you. What? Uh, for you. Uh, a vacation you can pack up the uh the mini wagon and take off and go over to seymour wisconsin about 20 miles west of green bay okay all right i'm uh, picturing it in my mind there's eye. a museum there oh and 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 it's the museum of the hamburger they claim to be the birthplace of the hamburger what yeah In 1885, the first hamburger was made right here in Seymour, Wisconsin, and we have indisputable evidence to prove that, said Bill Collar, the president of the Seymour Community Historical Society. 20 miles west of Green Bay, huh? Right. Hmm. The legend goes that back in 1885, the soon-to-be-named Hamburger Charlie was selling meatballs in the Outagamie County Fair held in Seymour. The only problem for Charlie was his meatballs weren't selling. All right? Yep. So hamburger... Let I me mean, finish it. And he
3: was so frustrated, he went, damn it! And he hit a meatball and went flat patty, and my hamburgers were born.
2: So Hamburger Charlie packed the meatball down into a patty, put it between two pieces of bread... Come on. ...and called it a hamburger. I wonder... And they have indisputable evidence. They don't have evidence. No, this is they indisputable. Have indisputable evidence. I would
3: I would seriously want to go see this. Uh, I know you
2: would, that's why I bring it up. With a claim to fame like that, Seymour had to dedicate some of the space at their community museum to anything and everything that is hamburger related. I don't know if anyone else has any more, but we claim to be the world's largest collection of hamburger related items.
3: I wonder if they have any good hamburger joints.
2: Here they have uh, nearly 500 unique hamburger items on display. They can't believe there was such a thing as a hamburger telephone or a hamburger skateboard, says Coller, the president of the museum. Mm. Hamburger jewelry, hamburger headphones. Uh, there's a hamburger uh, history. There's another thousand or so hamburger-related items that are constantly being rotated from the storage room in an annual basis. Salt and pepper shakers, napkin holders, you name it. Anything to do with the hamburger. And they have Ah. indisputable evidence. Indisputable.
3: Like the first Big Mac or something like that? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: The museum in Seymour has all the fixings to spike a bit of hamburger interest Mm. in you. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd like, I really would like to see this place. And there's a Seymour Community Historical Society website. So you visit that. You get your plans made, and you, uh, that'd be right up your alley. Seymour, Wisconsin. That's right, S-E-Y. Hamburger Museum. I'm writing it down. S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. It's called the Seymour Community uh, Historical Society. I, w- I would be interested to know how much um, hamburgers have changed
3: over the years with that primitive hamburger versus, you know, today, now you can get a, a mix of like a brisket, uh, ground beef. I have
2: something for Reavers too. Oh,
3: I'm just saying it's a good time to be uh, a hamburger connoisseur. Uh,
2: uh, Reavers? Yes, sir. Uh, there's a buzz brewing at the point. Bell, Bell, Bell. Okay. In South Fort Myers, a new craft beer, uh, that's infused with marijuana. It's infused with cannabis oil. I heard about this. Uh, Sanibel Jim sent me this. Okay. You definitely get a piney herbal aroma, Point Eyebell's head brewer, Jordan Weisberg said after pouring a pint of his new SoFlow IPA, a hazy New England-style IPA infused with essential oils from marijuana plants. The beer's herb-like scent comes from cannabis terpenes, the sticky and fragrant oils that give the plants their distinctive aromas. All I need are a cool wave. Point Ibel doesn't thoughts. like calling the new IPA a marijuana beer, even though it does technically contain cannabis compounds. It has none of the plant's mind-altering THC. Well, then what was the point? Then what's the point? Oh, it, then it's got to be just strictly a marketing gimmick. No THC. I can't <clears throat> say that enough. Point Ibel owner Walt Costello said the oils just have that piney citrus quality that really complements the hops. Well, now they're starting to intrigue me. Hmm. That sounds pretty good. I took in the. You want this for the beer show? 100%. Is that tonight? Uh,
5: That would be tomorrow night, right here at uh, 6 o'clock at 1500. Point Ibel
2: believes it's the first Gulf Coast brewery to infuse cannabis oils into a craft beer, although the trend has been gaining steam across the country. Uh, I, I personally uh, don't think we need marijuana beer, but what the hell. And you know what? My partner, Mr. He's, you know, he spends quite
5: a bit of time in Florida. Does he? He's got a spot down there, so he might even know of the beer.
2: Well, and he's on the beer show with you. That's right. So uh, uh, I will uh, give this to you, and I'll give the Hamburger Museum information to Rookie, so I've taken care of both of you. You both have material now, and Rook, that's something you can just leave. leave town, uh, you I, know, I, I just assume if you'd leave there. for the next yeah. two days and go there. What's
3: Green Bay? Four hours, uh, if that. Yeah, I can press it. To and three. you're short
2: of you're short of Green Bay. You're 20 miles west of Green Bay, and you're in Hamburger Heaven. Well, you probably have to go to Green Bay. Anyway. You were asking about smoking in movies? Yes. Uh, Seth just informs me, sent me a piece. Uh, Gary Oldman, who played Churchill in The Darkest Hour, got nicotine poisoning. He smoked $20,000 worth of cigars during the filming of The Darkest Hour. And sometimes they would do a scene, 10 or 12 takes, and the prop man would keep coming in and relighting the stub of the cigar. If that went out, they handed him a new one. And he ended up with nicotine poisoning. So you'd have to say The Darkest Hour was one of the greatest smoking movies of all time. And as Oldman says, you can't do Churchill without Churchill having a cigar in his hand. Right. So let that be a lesson to you. Yep, Uh, I will. I probably have uh, one cigar a year. Yeah, well, you go away for a couple days. Go to the Hamburger Museum and live it up. Circle uh, around limbo and then come back? Have a a couple of cigars and uh, uh, get some of this stuff out of your head. Maybe I'll do that. Fifteen hundred. Kind of hit the reset button. ESPN is fifteen hundred. ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's-